But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong And I grew strong And I learned how to get along And so you're back from out of space I just walked in to find you here with that bad look upon your face I should have changed that stupid lock I should have made you leave your key If I'd have known for just one second you'd be back to bother me Another episode of the ZTGD News Burst. I'm your host, John, and with me, as usual, is Drew. Hello, Drew. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Sunny Saturday morning? Yeah, yeah. Kind of a lazy Saturday morning. I sat down and played the final episode of The Walking Dead Season 2. And, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, it ends. And, <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah. They, uh, they, they set it up for yet another season. So well, well, of course, it seems to be their their cash cow, isn't it? So it's yeah, um, it, it's fair enough to expect them to to want to do another one. Although they have got a lot on their plate at the moment. Yes, they do. I'm just curious to how all that stuff's going to play out. Well, it's you have to wonder because you know they made a um, a, a couple of faux pas with things like uh, Jurassic Park. And uh, from what I gather, Back to the Future was okay, but nothing stellar. And then all of a sudden, The Walking Dead, and and now they've got what uh, the Game of Thrones one and um, Borderlands. Borderlands. And you have to think, well, they must have more than one team. You would have thought. Um, what's the quality so. going to be like? Yeah. What's the quality? You know, what's what's the next game's coming out? Borderlands. That I don't think they've given a, a release date for either. So. Um, have they finished up the the Wolf fables? Yeah, they yeah, finished that, fin- and then obviously Tuesday will be when The Walking Dead finishes. Mm. So I, I want to say Borderlands is next, Tales of Borderlands or something like that. Well, it was the next one to be announced because Game of Thrones came slightly after it for the announcement. Is that right? But I have, I, I'm pretty sure we've at least seen footage of. Borderlands, very very minimal though. It's it's. I think some stills. I think screenshots were the only things that we've kind of seen. But yeah, but I haven't seen anything of Game of Thrones yet. So no. Well, I mean, um, I kind of find the the Borderlands universe quite interesting. It's quite funny, um, and I think that you know, given that um, that universe and given the quality of The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us, that you hope that something good will come from it. Yeah, I think uh, I think they can do a decent job with it. I hope they keep the humor. Mm, yeah, claptrap, essentially. Yeah, there's a few other ones in there. Yeah, there's. Um, I mean, it's, it's certainly got a, a nice list of um, enjoyable characters yeah. uh, from that world. Um that will no doubt make an appearance in some form or another in the in the uh, Telltale game. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Uh, you've been playing much else? Yeah, I played um, Diablo three on the. Well, PS. We played some together briefly, didn't we? We sure did. Um, That's a we fought a nemesis. We did. I fought like three nemesis, <laughs> nemesis, 
Nemesis, whatever it is. Uh, I fought that um, three times last night with it was me, Ken, Justin, and uh, Fixer, friend of the show. Um, that thing came and tried to kill us like three times. We beat it actually three times. So, well, I've I've only played co-op, uh, two player. How does four player fare? Four player is a little hectic, but I think it, it's a lot. It's really fun. Um, you know, it's it's one of those where if you got four players, you might as well bump it up to at least master difficulty, mm. um, because that's where it's going to have more of a challenge. Um, because we're just wrecking dudes going through well, on like on hard or. Well, I, I set mine to hard on single player when I'm well when I've been playing it. It was on hard and um, there's been a few challenges. I think I've died once. Yeah. Um, uh, it's I'm, I'm kind of scared of putting it up to the next difficulty because I'm just worried that I'm gonna uh, get killed every five minutes <laughs> and that's gonna make it uh, you know not as enjoyable. So I'm, I'm going to stick with hard until maybe I get a little bit um, better at it, until maybe I've unlocked some more of the, uh, the skills that are available, and then think about yeah. maybe ramping it up a little bit to see how I fare. I have decided to do a hardcore character and try to beat the game on hardcore mode. <laughs> um, How's that working out? That's scary, because <laughs> you know in hardcore mode, if you die once, you're dead forever. Oh, so it's permadeath. Yes, and I'm just like... I just beat the Skeleton King, so I'm about halfway through the first act. And I was playing on normal, but then realized it was it was actually easy. And um, partially because I wasn't leveling up as fast as I wanted to, and I was getting really shitty loot drops. So I, I bumped up the hard. You have to be very slow and methodical on hard, on hardcore, because, you know, one slip up, and you have to start that whole thing over again. So... So it's a, if it's a bit weird because you've got your difficulties and then you've got the hardcore mode as well, which is the permadeath. So can you play hardcore in any of the difficulties up to, is it Inferno the highest? highest uh, one? You can play every difficulty on hardcore mode. Um, the difficulties are normal, hard, master. No, m- normal, hard, expert, master, and then torment. And then there's yeah. there's six levels of torment. <laughs> <laughs> this game is quite in depth, isn't it? Well, the, the the cool thing is, is that uh, you know, if you play on torment, obviously that's set for level seventy characters. Obviously, okay. Um, but on torment mode um, or, or torment difficulty, there are complete sets of items that only drop on that difficulty. So, oh wow, okay. So, so the, yeah, you can go the through that hunters. entire game. Yeah, you can go through that entire game and not even see certain weapons unless you play on torment. Wow. Wow, I don't think I'll I'll attack that just yet. Yeah, um, is as level seventy is the cap. Are there any? Um, is there anything coming where they may raise the cap? And are they introducing stuff to it in the future, or is this the ultimate edition and that's it? Uh, they said that they are going to continue to sp- support it. The the great thing is is that uh, they have Paragon points, which is when you hit level seventy, you don't stop leveling up. In fact, you kind of start back over. So uh, okay. so. When you hit level 70, you start earning Paragon points. And after you hit level 70, you will level up again probably five times within the first probably 15 minutes because it basically starts over like you're level one again. But you stay at level 70 with all your stuff, but you get Paragon points. And Paragon points allow you to uh, up your stats in four different categories. So So you can up your 
attack speed or your resistance to certain magic or, and it's all these different types of things that you actually put points into. So it's kind of like putting in attribute points to make your character okay. even better. And those go forever. There, there well, is no, there is no cap on that. That's a bit like how Destiny planned to do it, or, or whereas once you've got to the level cap, it kind of it then levels out everything. You know, you, you've got all of the other stuff that you can level up, such as your your weapons and certain skills and things like that. Yeah. That's an interesting way of doing it because I guess once you, leveling up is number, it's a number, yeah, isn't it? It's like well, yeah, it's a higher the number the better, but at some point you have to stop, and maybe doing it this way means that you keep people who have hit that number, you know, that high number. Keeps them interested and keeps them playing yeah, for the, longer. The great thing about Diablo Three is that you, you're not you're not stuck with your character build. You're, there is no reason to respec or anything like that because you can always change up what skills you're using, and you can yeah. you can change the runes at any given time. So if you don't like your character build, you can completely change it and do something else. So you're never right. you, so you can't screw yourself over. You know, <laughs> yeah. I put I put too many points into a blood golems in you know my necromancer in in diablo 2 well now they just die real fast because i put too many points into that instead of doing the rock golems so and it's 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 they they make it to where it's more accessible and a really easy pick up and play game for anybody yeah. you know people well, who have never played rpgs before could could get into this well, I've, uh, I recommended it to one of my friends, and he's picked it up, and he absolutely loves it. Never played Diablo before, but he he's an ex-World of Warcraft player, uh-huh. and he's very much into it. And he, I mean, I've not played World of Warcraft, and, but he's he's banging on about the similarities between the two. Yeah. Um, I guess there will be some. Uh, they are two different games, but he's now wanting World of Warcraft on a console. <laughs> They've been begging for that for years, and I don't think it will ever happen. Oh, uh, it would have happened by now, I'm sure, if that yeah. was the case. Um, but you would think that that would be a great way for. I mean, you look at how Final Fantasy has done, and it's done well. It's done very well for for Square on consoles. Um, you would think that with the the waning population of World of Warcraft, you know, they are they have lost a lot of players. I mean, still. You know, millions of them, that's like three million subscri- active subscribers or something daft. Um, but they have lost quite, you know, quite a bit. This would be a way of introducing a whole new audience, especially if, if Diablo 3 turns out to be the, a success on consoles, which I, it seems it might. I think that's what Blizzard is waiting on. I think that uh, this, is, this isn't necessarily their first foray into the console market. Oh, no, 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 yeah, absolutely. They, they did it a few other times, but. Um, I think this is a good testing ground to see, you know, people, there's a lot of people out there that play console games and mm. our next MMO, whenever that comes out, maybe we can make that for consoles as well. So, you know, yeah. especially that, now they've had the practice on the new generation of consoles. Exactly. So, I mean, you never know what, what, what lies beyond this, you know, and, and still, we, we may still get some more content for Diablo three because that'd be nice because, um, Blizzard is Blizzard usually does two expansions per game, for Diablo at least, and um, you know we've only got one so far. And you know they spend years. I mean, Diablo <laughs> Diablo two came out in two thousand. Diablo three didn't come out until two thousand twelve. So yeah. that was twelve years in there. So, and I have a feeling they're going to be supporting Diablo three as far as patches and stuff like that goes for. Another five years at least. Well, if you look at some of their other uh, properties, such as 
uh, StarCraft. I mean, that came out, what, five years ago? Yeah. And it's had one expansion out of the three it's meant to get. Um, so they, they don't take their time. But then they, they kind of um, take pride in the quality of their work. So they wanted to make sure it's the best. And I guess they want to make sure customers are hungry for it. It's simple that the Blizzard are kind of the masters of their craft. Mm. You can't me personally, I say that there is not a better developer out there than Blizzard. I mean, don't get me wrong, Blizzard loves their money and they will try to get it from you. <laughs> well, their Activision that comes from that. <laughs> but well, they've been doing that beforehand, but um but they but you know when you buy a game from Blizzard, it's fucking quality. Yeah. You know, and I mean they and they take pride in that. And I think that it goes to show you just how dedicated they are to to their game development. And they, you know, they make sure they don't release something that's that's shit. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, Diablo 3 had some problems, but it was mainly because of their auction house stuff because of their greed. Yeah. So But they've I mean, turned around and they've they've learned from that. You know, they've taken the auction house off. They've re uh, you know, completely retooled the the loot drop system. Uh, they've learned and that's that's good. That's that, you know. You see so many developers making these mistakes and not learning. At least you know this. <laughs> let's let's not give Blizzard too much credit for that. They learned their lesson after they made that bukuza money from the auction house, <laughs> and then they said, "Okay, we've bled the guys dry enough. Let's let's make the <laughs> game good now." And so and they did. And so you know what? I, I'm enjoying Diablo, and that's all that matters. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, let's. Uh, kick off some news. There's not a huge amount this week. It's been quite quiet, as you'd expect following Gamescom. Um, we're going to start off with uh, a Wii U story. Um, it seems like third-party development for that system is is finally dead. Um, well, mostly. Uh, both this, uh, both Activision and Ubisoft this week had come out and stated that they're, they're kind of n- done with it. Uh, uh, Ubisoft have uh, said that the uh, Wii version of Watch Dogs, which is still coming, will be their last um, major mature title for the platform. Uh, Instead, they will be focusing on their Just Dance franchise and those kind of games that suit that audience, I guess. Yeah, the Rayman games. Yeah, absolutely. And and also Activision uh, announced that there will be no advanced warfare on wii u which doesn't come as a surprise to no. be fair um but this kind of puts uh the sticker of nintendo games only on the front of that console now yeah i mean there's still some third party support you know as far as you know bayonetta's coming and you know there's yeah but that's that's co-financed by Nintendo themselves. So yeah, it's... I mean that's true, but I mean they, you know, Nintendo has the means to get people to make games on their system. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is particularly bad for Nintendo. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it would be nice to have that extra push, you know, as far as hey, we got Assassin's Creed, or you know, we got Call of Duty. You know, mm. even though it may not sell well. And I think that's the, one of the reasons why they said that we're not going to put them on that system because why would we waste our time whenever somebody... Yeah. Most people are not going to the- buy Assassin's Creed on the Wii U. No, and you can't blame the developers for that. They they are a business after all. Um, regardless of how evil you think Activision may be, they have to look after their bottom line. 
And if it costs them X amount of millions to develop for the Wii U, but they only get half of that back, it's not financial sense. Yeah. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't think this is a nail in the coffin for them, even oh. though I've been saying, you know, I was a naysayer of Nintendo <laughs> for a long time, and I got a Wii U, and I'm enjoying my Wii U. You know, granted, I only have two games for it, but hell, those two games are fucking awesome. The thing is, as you're right, it's not a nail in the coffin. I still think that Nintendo showing at E3 was the best from all three platforms, you know, with new IPs and games that people wanted. I st- still believe that those games need to come next year and you don't want to see a a delay of something like the legend of Zelda to 2016. But that being said, those games looked amazing. Virtually every single one of them. And that's, that says a lot and it it will go a long way if they can get those games out in a, in a timely fashion. Uh, Bayonetta is going to be one of the games I'm picking up next on my Wii U uh, because I enjoyed the first one and, you know, and I think that was, you know, great move putting the first one in, with the the disc of the the second one, uh, so that people who are new to the franchise can not only catch up with the story but get better value for money. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's yeah. It still is, however, going to be for me a primarily a Nintendo machine. But as yeah. long as Nintendo make the games and those games are great, I don't see it being a problem. I've got the other consoles. I mean, you've got a PS4. You'll play Assassin's Creed, and if you were to play Call of Duty, you'd play it there. You know, um, your Wii U's for your Mario Kart's and your your um, Zelda and your uh, Yoshi's Woolly World and things like that, and Splatoon. Yeah. It's got some good games coming. It's it's going to be okay, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a. a... I think Nintendo's kind of okay with it being a secondary console. Yeah, and I think that's a wise move. Yeah. Um, at Sony, uh, however, it's a little bit of bad news. Um, they announced this week that Sucker Punch, the guys behind the Sly Cooper series and more recently Infamous, have um, suffered some layoffs. Now, Sony wouldn't go into uh, massive detail. Um, and you can never know how much to read into these sort of things because as most people know, developers do lay off people when a game comes up to completion. And I should imagine that the expansion that's, uh, is it first light? Yeah. It's first light. The uh, infamous second son first light expansion is imminently, uh, well, it's soon to be released. Um, that the work is wrapping up on that game. Yeah. Um, we, we don't know if they're permanent employees, if they were contracted. Uh, I'm sure some of them were permanent. But the thing that most people are taking from this is, well, what about future projects? Because we've not heard anything from what they're planning to do next. Well, I mean, Second Son just came out. I mean, you know, earlier this year in February. So, it, I mean, it may be too soon for them to announce something, you know. But they must be working on something. Um, I'm sure they are, but I mean, it, you know, it may be the next Sly Cooper game, or it may be another infamous game. We don't know, or it may be a new IP. Um, but I, I don't think you know it. They need to take a year rest, kind of deal. You know, it's you don't think it's a case of. I mean, we've seen other Sony-owned developers uh, having cuts. You know, Santa Monica Studio, one of the bigger ones there. Um, and they closed loads of studios last year, so like uh, the Wipeout team at Studio Liverpool. Um, this, do you think this is uh, just a case of there's 
they don't need as much workforce, or do you think it's a case of Sony tightening their belts um, in the lieu of the company overall, you know, being in a little bit of financial issue, you know, having financial woes and stuff? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Sucker Punch isn't owned by Sony, is it? Yeah. It is owned by Sony? I thought they were always a independent group. That no, just... um, Sony, Sony bought them, I think, just after Inf- Infamous, uh, two? Infamous 2. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be. We don't uh, who who knows. I think um, you know time will tell. But I, I, I'm pretty sure this isn't the last we'll see a sucker punch. Oh, I'm I'm sure not. I, you know, just you know, Sony's in the lead at the moment, quite substantially. They're on. They're riding a, a wave of um, great sales and publicity for the PS4. Um, it's it's stories like that that just sort of knock your confidence in them a little bit. Um, you know, they've sold 10 million consoles, as they announced at, at Gamescom. Um, probably, from what most people can gather, double that of the Xbox One. Um, you'd think they would capitalise on it, maybe, and, you know, at least seem like they're... Maybe they, they uh, threw all their cards, on. you know. Maybe they pulled they, they threw all their punches in one shot, and now they're trying to recuperate from it, you know. Well, it's, I mean... The company's, I believe, the electrical division is the one that hemorrhages most of the money. From what I can gather, the movie studio side of things is is one of the more profitable. And by the sounds of things, within the next year or so, the uh, computer entertainment section will probably become quite substantial for them. Um, it, it just, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there are reasons. We only see the fact that it's happened and that they've reduced the workforce uh we don't know the the reasons behind it but it's a it's a shame when you hear that when sony is having such a good year yeah um um, best of luck to all those affected i'm sure uh there are a lot of studios out there that will happily soak up some of those employees because you know sucker punch do make great games um infamous uh second time was my favorite i know it wasn't Yours, I know you like two the most, but I, uh, I actually prefer one the best. Oh, okay, yeah. They, I mean, you're weird. Uh, no, 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 no. Second, second son was okay. I mean, I, you know, I enjoyed it. it. It was a, it was a fun experience that I had with it. Uh, but I mean, as far as you know, my personal taste, I prefer the first game out of, out of all of them. Fair enough. So, I mean, yeah, but you know, it, if you have a PS4, I mean. Get second, yeah, yeah. Get second son. It's a, it's an absolutely beautiful game. So yeah, oh, I mean, you. if anybody hasn't played it yet, I mean, you you want to see a visually stunning game? Pick that game up. You know, that yeah. was that to me was the first game. I was like, this is the next gen. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you wait till you see the automate playing. That's, that's just that blows it away, which yeah. is scary. To be fair, how uh, how quick i think this generation may be especially with the talent some of the talentless studios out there i think this generation may be uh, a generation where we see those jumps more frequently yeah you know i think we'll see it with the order i think we'll see it with uncharted 4 you know i think maybe you know that's especially scenes as developers have hit the ground running with both of the the consoles and uh, because of the way that the architecture works and it's, it's close to PC. They've kind of hit the ground running, unlike with the PS3, which was a beast and a, a bitch to, to program for. Yeah. Um, so I think we may see these uh, more frequent uh, standout showcase games looking phenomenal. So. Yeah, I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get blown away by Drive Club when it comes out. 
Oh, it, it, it is very, very pretty. And then the next big one that I think will really blow people's minds is going to be Batman. You think? Oh, I think Batman looks fucking gorgeous. Yeah, but it's, isn't it still running on Unreal 3? I, I don't know if it is or not, but I mean, it's only being made for the PS4 and the Xbox mm. One. Which is an advantage for sure. Yeah. When you can concentrate on just the ne- uh, the new gen. So, yeah. Um, the next story we've got is, I've, I've got this on here for you. Because okay. like you've recently played this uh, one of these games, and it's the fact that Atari have uh, decided to bring Alone in the Dark back. Um, yeah, I heard about that. And, and it's uh, you've recently played it for Phoenix Down. You played the Xbox 360 version, the more recent one, the last one, I presume. Yeah, the last one that was made was uh, Alone in the Dark. Uh, I played the Inferno version, which was the PS3 version. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I've... I don't think I've ever played an Alone in the Dark game, as most people know. I'm I'm not a huge fan of scary games, although from what I can gather, the the last one really isn't. No, but I mean, you've got a bit more expertise. You've got a bit more expertise with it. What do you think? As long as they don't have Eden Games doing it, I think it should be fine. I mean, uh, granted, Eden Games is no more. Um, that well, it's la- been it's been developed by. Uh, a developer called Pure. Pure. Never heard yeah. of them. New, new no. company or something? Or? I don't know. I'm going to find out. But, um, well, I mean, you know, the Eden Games were the guys that made Test Drive Unlimited and Test Drive Unlimited 2. Um, and I think Alone in the Dark was f- actually fairly successful for them. I mean, it sold like over a million copies. Um, I, that game's not good going back to it. Now, in 2008, when that game came out, yeah, sure. I mean, it was decent because it did things we'd never seen before. Sure, it still played like crap. But going back to it now, like I did it, I think it was in February for Phoenix Down. Me and Matt and Dave played it. That game was just frustratingly bad. It's just it's broken in so many ways. And it just it, it seemed like it was a rushed fucking project. So, mm. I mean, it, I, as far as the on, Alone in the Dark universe goes, I like that universe. You know, it's kind of cool. It's like a you know, paranormal investigator, Edward Carnby, trying to figure out these, you know, it, the original one was trying to figure out murders and stuff like that. And, you know, finding out stuff with the occult. And there was a lot of, um, you know, Lovecraft stuff mixed in with it. And it was interesting. Uh, but the the newest one was more like an action movie, you know. Well, it, I know it had several problems with the 360 version. The the PS3 version came out late and was meant to have fixed them, wasn't it? Well, what they did was it? they released a patch for the 360 version that changed significantly everything. You know, as far as like you know how it controlled and how it, some how it looked and uh, they fixed a bunch of bugs and, and they actually changed like numerous things. So like, instead of burning so many of these roots of evil, we had to burn like 40 of them. They, they reduced it down to like 20, you know? So they significantly changed it with that patch. And then I think it was like six months later, they released the PS3 version. And it was basically alone, the dark post patch. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. Well, I mean, sure, the new Alone in the Dark, if it comes out and it looks okay, I'll play it because I don't mind the Alone in the Dark series. I think it's okay. Well, if it helps you 
feel any better. Um, I've just checked out the wiki page, and the developer is mentioned as Pure, and they don't have a wiki page. Okay, well then that's <laughs> it. That is a new group of people trying to work on this. Well, I mean, this comes along with rumours that uh, Resident Evil Revelations Two is is coming. Yeah, and we've just seen the effect that PT and the Silent Hills thing. Has, ha- uh, has had on the gaming community. You've got The Evil Within, which is um, very soon to be released. Is there a horror game resurgence? And how is that going to affect Alone in the Dark? Especially if, this is so early to say, but if if Silent Hills has the effect that PT had, that's going to blow everything away, you know, around it. So is it a good time or... Yeah, I yeah. think I think we've had a resurgence of the survival horror. Like I like I said a few weeks ago on the uh, Infra-G podcast, it feels to me like Silent, the Silent Hill. Uh, it feels to me that uh, survival horror has kind of evolved a little bit. To w- when I say survival horror, most people think of Resident Evil. You're walking around with a gun, not much ammo, and you're surrounded by bad guys. Um, when it has evolved into this, you are completely alone and completely useless and you can't do anything. You are, com- you, you can't do, you're helpless. You just have to run. Mm. You have to run away. So like you've got Outlast, you've got like, uh, um, uh, Amnesia, the two Amnesia games the, and, you know, coming up, uh, Alien Isolation. Those games mm. are more of the, the new, new version of survival horror where you can't do anything except run and hide. Um, while I think the Evil Within's coming out, it feels like it's trying to go back to the old version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, I, uh, again, I'm I'm no expert on survival horror. I, I can't play them very much, um, to be fair. But it seems to me the that style of survival horror, look, the old Resident Evil styles, where you're right there, they put you in a room, a house, and you've got no little ammo, is it's survival horror because it, they're taking things away from you. Where something like the PT demo, and we, again, there is. It's not representative of what Silent Hills will be, we've been told. Um, but they genuinely made you feel a sense of dread and unease through the manipulation of the surroundings of your, your game environment. Yeah. So there, I guess there are those two different styles. I mean, you, yes, you're going to have jump scares. Both of them are going to do them in an equal amount, no doubt. But um, there are those two styles. You've got your more... Not action orientated, but you know they're, they're you're scared because they've taken stuff away. You haven't got much ammo, um, and then you've got the other side, which is manipulating the player. Those it's a difference between what feels like a game and what feels more like an experience. So you know, Absolutely. Resident Evil, old Resident Evil, feels like a game. You shoot things to kill it. You know, you're solving puzzles and stuff like that, uh, and it, it feels it, it has action involved in it. While mm. you know, Outlast and particularly Amnesia is more about telling a story and telling an experience. So it, you kind of just. You, you, in that sense, it feels more like a game. You know, like I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Alien Isolation isn't going to be a game. I'm sure it's going to be a you know it is a game. But I think it's it's more about the the atmosphere and the, and the way it makes a player feel. Yeah, it, it, it more than I need to 
more than a strategy involved, you know, as far as shooting things and then holding on, conserving ammo for when you need it and, you know, your healing items and stuff like that. So it's, it's a different style. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, there is definitely room for these type of games. Um, I need to really man up and start playing some. I'm going to miss out on a lot of good games because of it. I mean, Outlast was meant to be quite good if you play it once. Um, I, I enjoyed PT, although I did know a lot of the, the stuff that was coming up, hence the reason why I was able to play it. Um, but if you know, if we can expect that level of quality from Silent Hills, I'll be missing out on a great game there. I don't want to miss out on Alien Isolation. I love that franchise. Um, and this seems like the truest video game, uh, you know, that, that really fits in with that. And um, I played a little bit of it at Gamescom and scared the fucking bejesus out of me. Um, the, you know, these these guys have created a game close to their heart. You know, it's it's clear that they want the player to experience what it would be like to be in that situation. This, you know, the sound design, the visuals, um, it's very reminiscent of the, uh, of the original film. Uh, I can see something like that game being amazing to play on a Morpheus or an Oculus Rift. Yeah. <laughs> that you can imagine what that would be like, but that it's certainly seen a resurgence and I guess it is a good time as any to, to announce a, a remake, but it will depend on how good a set of developers, um, how good they are. Yeah, so I mean, you know, as far as Along the Dark goes, I mean, it it has been lumped in with the survival horror genre, while I think it's more it's more of an action based horror. At least the last one was definitely just an action movie. I mean, it had like monsters and shit in it, but it was you know you were throwing bottles of alcohol and shooting them in the air and making them explode. And, you know, it was, it was, it was an action. You can't get more action-y than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was essentially, I compare Resident Evil five and six to alone in the dark. So yeah, <laughs> well, that's... I enjoyed, I enjoyed Resident Evil uh, five. I really did. I um, did too. Played that through, but then there weren't many scares in that game. It no. was very, very actually. Yeah. There was, it was and more six of a, also as well. I think it was more of a frantic, kind of uh scary you know more than a a a dread or yeah, yeah. Uh, um a, you know jump scares and stuff like that this mm-hmm. was more of like i'm completely surrounded they're slowly coming at me with chainsaws and mm-hmm. i am by myself so that's yeah. that's that kind of horror is situational yeah yeah um we're gonna end on a a story that's probably gonna be close to your heart as well drew yeah um I'm sure you've got lots to say on this. Uh, Phil Fish. uh, Most people know him as a very outspoken, slightly arrogant game developer behind uh, the hit game Fez, the only game he's made. Um, But, you know, got a lot of applause for that. Um, A while ago, he got sick of being attacked on social media, uh, essentially Twitter, and basically cancelled Fez 2, withdrew himself from that platform. He recently has come back and has subsequently decided to quit again. Uh, this is due to an attack on on his digital identity. Um, now, a group, I believe, claiming to be from the anonymous hackers, um, decided it would be fun to hack his accounts, including his social security and financial accounts. Yeah. And 
decided that it'd be great to air that information and cause a lot of grief. Uh, he has decided that he's quitting the game business for good and is uh, currently in the process of trying to sell his uh, Polytron, his yeah. Polytron, Polytron uh, which is his game studio and the IP to Fez. Now, <clears throat> before you have a go, okay. my opinion is regardless of what you may think of an individual, uh, whether you like their personality or not, what these people have done to him is abhorrent. Um, it's disgusting, and you know, it's and it's rife throughout Twitterverse and Reddit's and um, 4chan. You see all of this happen, and it needs to stop. It needs to stop. It's it just. I mean, it, it makes us look fucking idiots. You know, we we are lumped in people like you and me who enjoy playing games and we talk about games and people do, you know, one or two people listen to what we say. Um, we're being lumped in by the general public to these people who hack people's financial records and social security information. Um, and it's not on. Phil Fish is a dick, you know, but he's a very clever and ingenious person who come up with Fez, which is, you know, in a lot of people's uh, minds, one of the best games in years. Just because you don't like what he says, doesn't mean you have to do that. You know? Yep, I fully agree. I don't like that man. I probably never will. And I will not support that man. But what they did to him was not right. And I don't, th- I wouldn't wish that on anybody. You know, he, 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 he is arrogant. He is outspoken. He thinks, he, he, you know, it, this all stemmed. I, I mean, I, I don't want to bring it up, but I am going to bring it up because it, it, I think it does deserve some kind of context. People didn't just come out of nowhere to to hack him. No, no, there was a reason for it. There was a reason for it, and I mean, it's dumb, and it's and it's and it's something I don't give two shits about. But there was some controversy going on about another indie developer, a woman by the name of Zoe Quinn, and she made that depression game, didn't she? She made Depression Quest. Yeah. Um, and there has been a lot of controversy going on with her. Uh, apparently somebody came out and said that she has been sleeping with not only indie developers, but also people who write for certain websites and it's immoral and that she, you know, she should be held accountable for her actions and shit like that. That's beside the point. I don't give a shit about that. I don't care about Zoe Quinn. I don't care about her game. I don't care who she slept with, you know. I don't care about the websites that write about her stuff. You know, I mean, I, I, I make my own decisions on stuff and I don't think anybody out there should give a shit about her or what she has done to the industry or whatever. Some of that st- is most of that stuff probably isn't even true. Nobody, no, absolutely. nobody even knows this is all hearsay and no, and, and we're taking one person's opinion on this stuff. Mm. And uh, Phil, he, he came out and he came out and defended her. Phil he? Fish came out and defended her. He knows her personally. Um, and when he did that, you know, you, everybody knows how Phil Fish acts. If you were in, if you follow the video game industry at all, you've heard of Phil Fish one time or another. Mm. And everybody knows he doesn't just come out and defend somebody. He comes out and viciously defends somebody and mm. attacks people on Twitter. It comes out as. This guy is real popular. He has a lot of followers. I have been under attack by somebody before, namely David Jaffe, 
We all remember that. <laughs> I was a douchebag. Yeah, I, I fully admit I was a douchebag, and I made an off comment to him. He got pissed off, took it the and, and uh, he took it the right way because I, I was trying to be a douchebag. And then, he, <laughs> but but the thing that happened after that was all of his followers, his rabid followers just bombarded me with with Twitter messages and fuck you and I hope you burn in hell and bullshit like mm. that. And finally, I just me- I messaged Jaffe and told him, call your fucking dogs off. And he did. And we both apologized. We both went our separate ways. I have no yeah. beef. I have no beef with David Jaffe anymore, and I, I don't think – he probably doesn't even remember me. No. But Phil Fish does the exact same thing. He will he will personally call out people and have his Twitter f- fan base attack those people. Now, well, I don't think he has them do it. They just do it. They just they just do it. But he knows this is going to happen. And, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. And so I mean, and he he fully knows that's going to happen. He does it just to to do that. Um, I but like I said, I don't like Phil Fish. Should they have hacked his shit? And threw out his social security card number and his personal financial inform- information out online. Fuck no. And the people yeah. who did that should be held accountable for that because that is an invasion of privacy. It is well, it's, 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 it's illegal. illegal. It's, it's yeah. illegal, and it it should be it should be it should be punished. They should be punished for that. Um, but we've as I say, we've seen him do this before. He spies uh, dummy out. Um, earlier in the uh, well, actually, it was say earlier in the year. It was last year. Um, over some attacks he got on Twitter, um, denounced Fez too, things like that. Um, I think this is probably when he says he's quitting gaming. I think he's this time round. I think he actually means it. Yeah. And that you know, again, regardless of what you think of him, he makes very you know he's made an incredible game and has a lot to give the industry in his next game, whatever he was planning to do. So we lose that. We lose out on that because of this, because of idiots who feel that it's their right to, to air that information just because they've had, they've got a beef with him. And as you say, this is a people hiding behind a keyboard. They won't be held accountable because no one knows who they are. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it has an effect on other developers too. You know, Twitter is a great platform. Uh, for indies yeah. you know a way of creating a fan base getting their word out there and you're going to see other developers maybe shy away from what they say and that's a shame you can't beat a bully by bullying and that's exactly what they did i i mean if phil fish was kind of a bully and then these people thought well, we're just going to bully his ass back you can't you can't do that bullying is bullying and it's not right on any 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 way you know, I don't think it's right when Phil Fish did it. I don't think it's right whenever these hackers did it. So, but they went too far. They, they went far too far. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, Phil Fish can say whatever the hell he wants on Twitter. I can log off fucking Twitter. But, yeah, yeah. but, but uh, when somebody gets your social security number and then you know opens up fucking credit cards in your name and starts charging you and and throwing off your fucking debt you can't walk away from that you can't log out of that you you potentially ruin somebody's life because of that and that's not right you know i you know i i like I, i've i've said my piece i don't care about the whole 
Zoe Quinn thing. I don't care about Phil Fish and what he does on Twitter. I don't follow the man, so I don't see his stuff. And that, that's mm. that's the end of it. But what I do care about is is how these people have acted against him. It's not right. And how it affects us. It's not right, and they should be held accountable for it. And they, they should really sit back and t- take a look at themselves and say, hey, you know what? You're a fucking bully too. No, that's unlikely to happen. Um, it seems to be getting more and more commonplace now uh, on these, uh, as I say, these social networks. 4chan seems to be the worst, but, you know, you've got t- Twitter's a vile place sometimes. Um, Reddit, I don't use enough to really comment on it, but it's it's disheartening that I, I, it, it comes to this. The only question I pose is, is what happened to video games? No one cares because you can't... Video games don't argue between one one another. For fuck's sake, Microsoft and Sony don't argue between no. one another. No. The two biggest competitors. They, if you if you go to Gamescom or if you go to E3, or you go to any event where they're both there, you'll see their CEOs and their higher ups all drinking together, having fun. Um, but having that is boring for the internet. Exactly. Reasons. That's the thing. People they, people they love create. people love drama. People love a fucking conspiracy. And yeah. it's it's, uh, it's it's bullshit. We are turning into TMZ and we need to stop right now. <laughs> well, if they can't find um a fight, they'll create one. And that's this is what it is. I mean, the whole 1080p thing, um which one's better, which one's selling more. I mean, these things, you know, are fact. The Xbox, the PS4 is outselling the Xbox One. That is a fact. Do you see Microsoft being overly worried about it um, uh, publicly? No. What you see them do is come out with stuff to try and counteract that. Behind closed doors, they're thinking of things, they're doing stuff, they're coming up with ideas. But they'll always outwardly be shown to be the, the bigger man. Same with Sony. You know, vice, You know, if that was the other way around... You wouldn't see them bickering. And yes, you get the little digs and things like that. The You know, it, a lot of the stuff is just, um, you know, these companies having a sense of humour. Yeah. Um, and why are the fans like it? Because it's something to argue about. It's, it's something they can scream and shout about over the internet. And in most cases, do it anonymously. Yeah. And that's a scary thing. Yeah. Yeah, you don't... Do, I don't... I don't know. It's... And that that brings in a whole other thing. Should this shit be regulated, you know? And 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 if so, are we taking away our internet rights and stuff like that? It's it, it's a mess all around, it, you know. Mm. If you have power, don't fucking abuse it, you yeah. know. I mean, you know, you could say yeah, uh, this is get regulated, but then you've got things like um, the Freedom of Information Act that you have over there, um, or your Freedom of Speech Act, whatever. Um, well, you can't touch me because I'm allowed to say what I like. Well, yeah, that's fine. But when it incites stuff like this, it's, you know, you have to you have to be accountable. You have to be, you know, act responsibly because you might say something and that's fine. You've said it, but that might cause somebody to do something. And you've got to take some kind of blame in that. You've got to, you know, be a man. Why don't they just people just grow up? Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. And instead of playing video games, and there are some great ones to play on every platform, they're on the internet bickering about something with somebody. Yeah, that doesn't even matter. It just, it 
beggar's belief. I just don't understand it. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm getting too old. Maybe I'm, you know, born in the wrong age and kids now are full of hate and things like that. It, but it makes me worry for um, the future of things. You know, you if you ruin something nice, they'll take it away from you. Yeah. And then you won't have it. And then what? You know, that's that's the thing. I, I and it wasn't that long ago. I remember even in high school getting you know my brand new you know Game Pro magazine and looking in it and seeing oh man, take a look at these screenshots of you know Metal Gear Solid Two, you know, and, and being genuinely excited. Nobody's genuinely excited anymore. Everybody, uh, everybody, as- it, you see one screenshot and people say it looks like shit. Or look at those, look, you know, look at the, look at the, it's going to control like ass or, or yeah. this person, oh, this oh, person, better than that. Yeah, yeah, this person worked on it, so I'm not going to play it. You know, it's just stop trying to find things wrong with everything and just fucking enjoy something. I wish I could, I, I, I wish I could be a fucking 16 year old. Just one more time. 14 year old. That's the best one. That's the best year. <laughs> that was the best year. When I was 14, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid came out. Fucking Resident Evil was big. Resident Evil 2, I think, just came out. You know, it was huge. And that that was like the best time to, to be a video game player for me. It was just like, you know, because yeah, I was excited about fucking everything. And nobody was arguing. Yeah, sure, every once in a while we'd be like, ah, PlayStation's better. But that's it. You know, we, 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 it, was all, it was all done in the comfort of your, your, your playground or whatever. It wasn't done online with, you know, thousands of people. Exactly, because that's the thing. You know, back in the arcade days, I remember you go to the arcade and somebody beat the hell out of you. You wouldn't talk trash about their mother or something like that because they turn around and punch you in the face. You know, <laughs> but nowadays you can say whatever the fuck you want to because you're some kid living in, I don't know, bumfuck Georgia. <laughs> and, and they're not going to come get you and, pun- and punch you in the face. They're just going to be like, well, I guess I got to take it. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's bullshit is what it is. We need to go back to – just to act like the person sitting right there next to you whenever you talk to people on the internet. No. That's never going to happen, is it? No. Let's face it. No. Um, but, yeah, so those are the big stories this week. Um, as I say, it's uh, slim pickings. Uh, but we've got PAX next week, I believe. Yes, we Is that next week? That uh, PAX Prime? Next week, yeah. So I'm sure there'll be lots to talk about. Um, it will be the last, um, I guess, big show before TGS, which is, is that October or November? I can't remember. Um, so I'm sure there'll be some stuff there. I, I still hold on to the hope that Fallout 4 is going to be announced this year, um, but we shall see. Um, of course, you can follow the show uh, at ZTGD Newsburst. I did forget to tweet out that we were recording, so we have no tweets, but hey, oh, never mind. Um, if you want to get uh, questions in about the news, you can tweet us anytime and we'll read them out on the show. Uh, you can follow myself at John W UK. And you can follow Drew at DML Fury. Yes. Um, that's right, isn't it? Yes. Yes. That's um, also, the other shows that are available on the ZTGD network are, of course, Phoenix Down, which uh, is hosted by the lovely Drew. A new one just gone up, I believe. Yeah, a new one went out uh, yesterday. Um, it's uh, the beginning part of Dragon Age 2. And uh, we're going to be playing through that probably in the next four weeks. Cool. And who have you got on with you this time around? It's uh, Matt, Sophie, and me. Lovely. Um, of course, you can also listen to us ramble on on the N4G podcast, uh, which goes out on uh, Mondays. 
And you can follow both of those shows on Twitter as well, uh, at ZTGD Phoenix Down and at N4G Podcast. Uh, hopefully we shall be uh, back next week. Um, thank you very much for being on the show again, Drew. No problem. And um, uh, you guys uh, have a week.